a fucking thing holy shit <laughs> i don't know how you're performing that thing man i could struggling massively <laughs> well good thing we only need your voice for this one yeah that's fine no <laughs> but literally though how do you perform in that mask like um it's a struggle can't lie i have fallen over a lot of stuff <laughs> in my time <laughs> so, that's yeah. so funny it can be quite annoying i can't lie but I'd rather it look cool with black mm-hmm. eyes than you can see my eyes like looking around like a weirdo. Totally. <laughs> well, we have several questions about the mask. The people did Holy not shit. hold back. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, people are very curious. That's for sure. Okay. So just so we have it on record here. So where are you tuning in from? Uh, I'm from the United Kingdom, all the way from the south by the beach in a place called Bournemouth. If you like soccer, as the Americans would say. Oh, yeah. Know where I'm from. If you don't soccer. like soccer, you have no idea where I'm from, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> So who's your team then? My team is Manchester United, but I also support Bournemouth because I've lived here, but I'm in deep pain because my team sucks right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, relatable. We get the Broncos over here with American football. So Wait, didn't... Hold on. Isn't the Broncos the one the Simpsons used to always make fun of? Or is that the Browns? Oh, I'm, sh- I'm sure. I don't I'm know. pretty sure. I don't know anything about football, but I know that the Simpsons used to make fun of the, either the Broncos or the Browns. I forget who it is, but... Didn't Homer like buy the Broncos or something and they were in his mm-hmm. front yard or something? Yeah. <laughs> Not the Broncos. Yep. <laughs> it's terrible. They're easy to make fun of. Are they any better these days or? Nah. No, I they're mean, getting worse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> but hey, at least topic. we have the Nuggets. We have the Abs. Mm-hmm. Rockies, yeah. eh, they're okay. But Ro- right. the Rockies aren't very good. We've never won a championship. Wait, yeah. what's the Rockies? Baseball. Yeah. Oh, baseball. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I don't know too much about baseball. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's fun to have a beer at. Yeah. yeah. I, went to a, I went to a basketball game once. I saw the Celtics versus the Mavericks. Okay. The Mavericks. Yeah, and I Celtics got really are drunk big. and I just started shouting defense constantly and everyone was looking like, what the fuck is he doing? I was like, defense! Defense! <laughs> no They're like, who's this foreigner? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing with all your free time now that the shows are done? Finishing music, man. I've been slacking hey. on the music. The releases need to be coming, man. And they, they are. The, the five-track EP just dropped and I've got a lot more music coming. Mm-hmm. it's nice I've, yeah. been, I've been away for a hell of a long time I could uh, think about two months ago I was on a two month run in the USA so as much as I love writing music on my laptop I just can't mm-hmm. finish it man it's, it's not like I have a studio here which is all big and loud and crazy which right. is much more fun for me to write music in so I always finish music in there basically yeah I actually saw you I think we met at Lost Lands backstage with phase one. Oh, right, okay well just mm-hmm. before I was about to play right after I think yeah oh, okay yeah yeah oh you would have seen me in my work <laughs> sweaty sweaty horrible state i know it's funny because every time our dj friends come off stage like i want to be like hey congrats like give them a hug but then i always have to stop myself because they're soaking in sweat yeah 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 for sure i mean (laughs) it's not only that it's the fact that like like for me especially because i'm sweating really heavily with everything i'm wearing also the mask like holds in all the heat and the sweat so i'm like overheating Mm -hmm. madly plus i've been doing this I'm all like dizzy and stuff. So yeah, I always get a little bit like spaced out for the first five, 10 minutes after a set. But were you happy with how that B2B went? 
Yeah, apart from the fact that the CDJ exploded while we were playing. Dude, <laughs> I right? I got a video of that. that. Yeah. Yeah. So the, so we so I'm pretty certain the uh, CDJ overheated. Um, apparently, it happened on a bunch of stages, but it overheated on stage and it was just started glitching out. So we had to get it swapped out. But apart you from guys that, were yeah, laying down like a filthy double or something. Um, no, I was just playing a brand no? new murder duplicate, and that was yeah. murder. Murder. <laughs> it was a murder duplicate to set murder. it off. Was yeah, it yeah. not the one you just dropped on DPMO? No, that's Ryut. Um, the, the new murder dub uh, player I just dropped is not even on his EP coming. So, oh, it's very rare. Yeah. No, murder is uh, yeah, that's going to be another topic. But murder is fully back right now, and he's with us. Yes, well. we love my that guy. shit. My guy. Yeah, we need to arrest him as soon as possible. Yeah, no, I can I can sort that out for you guys. No problem. No problem. Ooh, okay. We got <laughs> we got a um a helper over here, an agent yeah. on duty over in the UK. I can bring in some DPMO boys to make sure they get arrested. You know, yeah. I'll be a snitch. No worries. It's a problem. You and Sweet Tooth can help us. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Sweet Tooth. <laughs> nice. Wait, so what day do you play Apocalypse? Because I'm gonna be there. Twenty but... fifth. Wait, is day it over two. multiple days? I think it is, isn't it? Um, we don't know anything Friday, as artists, I can't lie. Yeah, so it's Friday and Saturday. So I'm only yeah. going that Friday, I'm the twenty fourth. Oh, I'm thinking Saturday. Yeah. So there. Yeah. Mm. Shit. Well, of course you are. You saw bummer. me on the lineup on the Saturday. We're like, fuck that day. That fucking sucks. You did that purposefully, <laughs> Yessie. This yeah. mask boy is playing. So yeah, we're missing <laughs> that day. The hatred is horrible. Hate it. <laughs> what are your thoughts on like the US in general, though? Like, what are some in what, big, se- in what sense? Because I get asked this a lot if from people around the world, and people always ask me stuff like, "What's the difference between like Europe and America?" But when mm-hmm. people say like, "What's your thoughts on America?" Like, what in what sense? Just the culture, like the music scene, you know, the people, like, I'm just curious to hear like your thoughts on what the scene is like playing here versus in Europe. It's, it's extremely different. Like the, the European market, and that includes England now, uh, sorry, the Great Britain, because obviously we're not in the Europe anymore. That's um, right. It's very, very different. Like in the, in the earlier old school dubstep days, people in Europe or uh, uh, in the UK shows, they would just be like hoods up, like looking down. Mm-hmm. You know, just mm-hmm. enjoying themselves. It was never about the DJ, really. The DJ has been a lot more um, put on a pedestal over the years, I think. And I think that's the American culture side of it. So I think uh, it was more about the dingy dark lights, the clubs that are sweaty, all that sort of stuff. And then you come to America yeah. and everything's been blown up and it's lights and lasers and smoke and explosions and fireworks and everything you can imagine to make the show way more grand. And that's kind of the difference. It's, it's like dark and dingy underground and then suddenly you go to America and it's like a huge party. Mm-hmm. so in terms of shows that's the difference and obviously there's a lot more festivals over here uh, sorry here i'm not even in america but over in america there's more festivals um yeah i think people wise yeah i think they're just very different like uh, the americans are a lot more um they're a lot more invested in the in the dj itself they they again the whole pedestal thing it's like mm-hmm. you know some people look up to artists like they're gods in america like idolizing them yeah, yeah. exactly yeah and that happens obviously in europe obviously but way 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 less way less they're just there and they'll support and they'll be like that was sick and then they'll go home and talk about it and then they get on with their week mm-hmm. but like in america they'll talk about it for weeks months tweeting get tattoos you know? with the yeah. logos exactly yeah. exactly yeah and that's Huge way that's following. way less cultural in in europe so mm-hmm. i've yeah, also but... noticed like the plur culture is different i feel like in america there's the candy trading like you know the plur where you wear the furry boots and like all yeah. of that i haven't seen that as much at the shows i've gone to in europe we don't we don't really have it it's so it's only that's an american as far as i know it's an american created culture that it was kind of spilled out into parts mm-hmm. of the world um, yeah. So yeah, but I don't think the, the Europeans really practice plur, to be honest. I've never yeah. seen a European with like a big perler necklace. <laughs> no, and even if they do, it's because they're either visiting from America, yeah, or, 
Or yeah, well, they want it to be part of the American culture, but yeah, it's not really a European thing. Yeah, when I went to Amsterdam Music Festival a few years ago, one thing I loved is that like I remember turning around and seeing like people like in their forties, fifties, like much older crowds, but it was a yeah. blend of like young people, older people, and like here in America, you don't really see that. It's obviously like, oh my god, you're thirty and you're going to a rave. Like, what are you doing? Like, it's very well, frowned but, upon but that, it here. I think that twins with the American culture side of things, where Americans are really driven by image. So mm-hmm, like yes. when you go to uh, American shows, it's a lot more in the old UK raving days. This was the same thing, but people will go out dressed in furry. And, you know, there's a lot of girls that like go out in like naked with a cross on their nipple yeah. and stuff. Like, you know, yeah, like, it's crazy. Pasties. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But like, this is, this is like, this is the culture and the, and the whole thing about image and attention and things like that. Everyone's kind of suffers from it in this more modern generation because of TikTok and Instagram stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's kind of like, it's really prominent in music these days. And I don't know, I don't, I think, I don't know. I mean, it's fine. It's just part of life, but I'm not, I've not, I've come from an era where that wasn't a thing. So for me, it's like adjusting to it. Yeah. Did you ever get into the like UK hardcore, happy hardcore vibes? Did you ever listen to that? <laughs> Is this from research or are you, are you just asking in general? <laughs> well, so we do artist management on the side and one of our artists yeah. named Hartshorn, he does UK hardcore, happy hardcore. Oh, okay. And so okay, I figured so... I would just ask you because we were talking about like the throwback candy kids. <laughs> okay. Well, that's funny you mentioned that because I thought you asked out of research, but my mum used to be a happy hardcore DJ. Oh my God. Oh, wait. Yeah, so my no mum was a well-known DJ back in the day. She used to do um, residencies for like, an event called Tasmania. Oh, cool. Mom, so I came from my mum DJing. Mm-hmm. So that's how I, I I learned and started just for, from my mum. But I never I did my first ever time I ever touched vinyl was DJing Happy Hardcore Stormtrooper oh recording gosh. stuff. So yeah, that was my first entry. But it wasn't I didn't like the music. I just did it for fun. Mm-hmm. DMB was my first entry into the love of EDM in some way. So yeah. Oh, that's awesome. so cool that your mom did it. I feel like it's <laughs> kind of rare to have like the big female artist, but having your mom do it like what yeah, an inspiration. I mean, the thing is, as well, is my mom never got out of the UK when she, when it came to like touring and stuff. She was a UK inside only thing because I mean, Happy Hardcore was only really a UK thing at the time, anyway. To be honest, so it is, she never yeah. got out of the country, and she was mainly a resident in this one event. Um, so yeah, I mean, she was only a DJ. She didn't produce, and then someone else called. Well, her name was DJ Vortex. Okay. Back then, Vortex. and then a, and then a producer called DJ Vortex started making waves, and she had to change her name. It's some crazy thing, and then she changed to drum and bass jungle, and then her, mm-hmm. she lost her name, and it just yeah, the whole thing crumbled, but yeah it's like weird you mention happy article because obviously that's an old school thing so dude i would have had to do a deep rabbit hole of research to find that out <laughs> yeah. like i would have no, been no, researching I've... for nights and nights <laughs> i mean i mentioned my mum being an old school dj and, and doing like happy article stuff well maybe i haven't mentioned happy article but yeah she's a dj stuff but yeah very cool well yeah i definitely did some of my research because obviously like you've done some interviews in the past and obviously mm-hmm. we don't want the content to be repetitive and asking yeah, the same yeah. questions that you get asked all the time but for sure yeah i thought it was which is a funny. good thing by the way it's a good thing as <laughs> yes. a guy who's done about a million interviews it's a very good thing that you're trying to change it which is good yeah and i mean the biggest thing about this podcast too is just like it's just very casual we just kind of mm-hmm. just shoot the shit just talk about like what's going on like what do you got coming up you know and yeah, yeah for sure not make it so like all right we got this list of questions only when it comes to submitted questions, of course. Yeah, yeah. Which we got off like a hundred of them. Ask anything, ask anything, go away. Let's go, let's go, let's fly. Yeah, no, but I mean, shit, we got so many questions here though. But before we get into that, I'm just curious to hear more about DPMO actually. Yeah. And just so we have it on record, what does DPMO stand for? It stands for don't piss me off, which is a double meaning. It means don't make me angry, obviously. But also mm-hmm. in England, it means don't make me laugh. So it's kind of like, it's a double oh. thing. So you can have the angry side of dubstep and the more like fun side of, fun side of dubstep, which I haven't really showcased as much yet because I'm trying to build uh, 
a, a cult essentially a mm-hmm. cult following with this with this label so we're trying to make sure we have the right following and then we're going to start introducing more stuff so i've just signed a track by a guy called claybrook i don't know if you cool. guys have heard of him mm-hmm. um he's got mm-hmm. this really cool track which is like old, i guess it's like old school rusco but in a in a really funky way i can't really explain it like <clears throat> there's no one really making that sound in this way like you've got people that do rusco s stuff i guess like dirt monkey and stuff like that but mm-hmm. yeah so i'm trying to find some stuff that's going to like throw a spanner in the works of dpmo at some point Mm-hmm. That's super cool. I just looked him up. He seems pretty underground still. So it's awesome that you're putting those kinds of artists on. I mean, it's it's DPMO as as a brand came from the so Fizo was kind of the first thing that made me want to do DPMO because like when you think of like talent these days, the talent pool is insane. There's mm-hmm. so many yeah. artists that are amazing. Back in the earlier days, there were some good artists, some really amazing artists, but they were all signed, and there were some artists that I could I found. That weren't signed and they weren't being released on any labels. So when I found Pfizer in the early days, they weren't. No That's one was it. really representing them at all. Like mm-hmm. I used to intro all my sets with Jotaro when no one knew what Jotaro was or Jotaro, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And I used to intro my sets of it. And then you know, fast forward it to going out being an anthem. Marshmallow is dropping it. You know, like yeah, wow. and stuff. So it's like what the <laughs> fuck. But, but the reason for the reason for Deep Mo is that I was frustrated that these artists didn't have a platform. So I wanted to be like. Where, why are these labels not taking these artists on, you know? So mm-hmm. I was like, fuck it, let's create another platform. And obviously this was in a weird transition period because Never Say Die were kind of, I guess, yeah. on the down because Schism had kind of stepped away a little bit. He's more family life in Australia. I don't really know the Never Say Die story, I can't lie, but mm-hmm. what I see and what I know, I know that Never Say Die were kind of in this weird transition where they got a new team and all that sort of stuff. So I was, it wasn't anything to do with like, right, I'm going to fill the hole because that's n- never been that case. Yeah. But I knew that there was a that we needed more places for for artists to have um you know a platform for their music. Mm-hmm. Fizer was the reason for that. And then cool. DPMO came and then we're doing all right. But what year did like, you found it in? So 20, 2016, I had the idea. 2017, we released the first compilation, which Sweet. okay headline Fizer <laughs> mm-hmm. with a with Paris song. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, so we've been going since then. But we turned it into a proper, proper label in mm-hmm. 2019, end of 2019. Okay, gotcha. Um, just before COVID. So yeah, it was originally a compilation, which I wanted to do because in drum and bass is a compilation called, um, it's by Andy C called Nightlife. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of the compilation to go to for, you know, for plates and stuff like that. So we yeah. wanted to be that kind of thing. But as soon as we turned into a record label, it kind of blew everything up. But even more as a whole for me was something I wanted to be like, you don't have to have a following. You don't have to have a social media presence. You don't have to have a management, nothing. Mm-hmm. Just give me music. If it's sick, it goes out. And that's yep. how it yeah, works. Exactly. You know? And it's and it's working because people like Versa. I found Versa. Oh my gosh, had, yeah. He had 34 combined followers on Dude. all of his social medias. Wow. I have and the chills from you out. saying that. That's yeah. insane. Yeah, we just yeah, saw him really, last really. weekend perform. His set was one of the best sets of the weekend. They yeah, always I mean, are. But he came from absolutely nowhere. And it turns out he was a dude, he was called Deadbeat back in the day as well like before versa we had to change his name obviously because of Zed's <laughs> yeah. dead but but like yeah he was called Deadbeat and he sent me an email to the Deep Mo email. There was no, there was no, um, no text, no bio, no. I think this will, I think you'll like this. No text, no nothing, no, not even a title. It was just literally just an email and just a link. And I was like, what's, what's this? Wow! And then I heard the pit, and I was like, whoa, who's this? And that's it turns wild. Out he'd been, um, he's been doing lessons with Sample Fire. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. where he came from. Wow. So yeah, that's how that we kind feel. Of, yeah. So Versa <laughs> for me is is the perfect Defmo story from being absolutely nothing to to being where mm-hmm. he is now. You know, he's headlining shows and playing at most festivals. So. Proud moment, proud moment. 
Yeah, we love Versa. Love and Kevin, Kevin Connor, shout out to him, right? <laughs> yeah, hey, my God, Kevin. My God. <laughs> He's yes. the boy. He's the best. And like Sweet Tooth, obviously, like that mm-hmm. whole team is oh, just fuck awesome. That. Fuck Sweet Tooth, dude. Yeah, fuck Sweet guy. Tooth. Fuck that guy. He's yeah, on the run what? right now. <laughs> I'm going to arrest his ass at Apocalypse and yeah. that way he's going to have to like try and double while he's handcuffed. So mm-hmm. I mean, you better get some strong handcuffs. That guy's getting tanky right now. I'm yeah, dude. He's you thick. have not seen our handcuffs. Oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Are they covered in fur? Are they covered that in fur? American grade. I know. I don't have <laughs> Freedom cuffs. Freedom cuffs. <laughs> oh, no, that's man. super cool. Like the story of like why you founded DPMO because that's pretty mm-hmm. aligned with our mission here at Delta yeah. FBI because there's a lot of artists like there's not really any platforms out there that are really showcasing the bass music scene dubstep rhythm and like that the underground scene. like the true underground yeah exactly so there was no there was just, no official yeah. home for certain styles though I feel like you know I feel like mm-hmm. never say die was a mishmash at one point Disciple was signing everybody at that point mm-hmm. and it was like it, there was no definitive home for certain styles of music like when you think of rhythm who are your like definitive let's say three labels of rhythm I, can I mean, Roundtable. Roundtable have rhythm on it, but it's not a rhythm label. When you think about a rhythm label, when you think mm-hmm. about how big rhythm is, what's the home of rhythm? I think Savage Society, and that's it. I can't yeah. think of anything else. Yeah. So why why is that when this is such a popular genre? That's a good you question. Know? I don't know. And that's exactly why Deep exists. You know, like we need a platform. So, it's the year of rhythm, though. I feel like it's blowing up right now. Yeah, I hope so. I hope yeah. So. I mean, it really is. That's like all. That's like all the content that our fans want. Literally, mm-hmm. yeah. anything that's yeah. rhythm related, it blows yeah. up on our platform. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just it's such a good like for me. Rhythm is like the house of dubstep. It's like that simple. It's repetitive. It does the same thing, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter. Like people in house don't moan about how there's the same kick pattern. No, it's just yeah. what it is. That's the style. So you go and enjoy it, and you love it. And if you get bored of it, then you move on. What I like about it is like every, like, even though you have a rhythm artist maybe playing in Denver, like his set in Denver is going to be different. Maybe he'll double something different with another song and like, you'll never get like the same exact set really. Yeah. Most, to be honest, most rhythm, mystic rhythm artists are the best DJs because they're the ones who care Mm -hmm. the most about the, how they want their set to sound because they know it's all quarter notes. So they have to make it impressive aside of the music because most of the music, not in, in an old man, miserable way. It's not the same, but what I'm saying is it's the same ish style. So you mm-hmm. have to have that DJing skill to make it a big grand event. So most of the people that you think of, like think someone like Hamro, for instance, his mixes oh, are insane. Yes. I know, love his like blank face. Even Sweet Tooth's got some mad mixes, but mm-hmm. he's, he's not technically rhythm. So like when you think of these people, they're they're trying to make rhythm. They're trying to do a grand show at the same time, you know. So yeah, yeah, makes yeah total sense. even like Sanzu, Victim, like mm-hmm. those guys have been killing it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Well, we have a lot of questions to get into from all of the Instagram followers. <laughs> oh God, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to jump right in. Um, we have, I am focused and he's asking high knees or gun fingers. Gun fingers, man. Come on. Hey, Come on now. can you show us your age. gun no, fingers? <laughs> it's always about the gun fingers, man. Every, every video you see me, I'm doing this. That's why my shoulder's blown out because I'm just doing this. <laughs> Do you need Tommy John surgery or what? Maybe I get massages every week these days because uh, I'm not getting any younger. But yeah, fuck it, it's all good. Yeah. We're out here. <laughs> <laughs> shit, I need that. We're all, we're always over here headbanging, and I'm like, shit, why does my neck hurt? Or like, hey, I'm yeah, telling shoulders. you, man, it's it's a life changer to get massages. I'm telling you, trust me. Yeah, need to get that's our cue, Yassi. <laughs> yep, I'm <Yeah>. down. <laughs> all right, next one here. Not Skrillex. How many masks have you gone through since the start of the project? 2009, I started. I had one stolen in Bristol. Ooh, a, show. a bandit. 
Yeah, and I, I remember that quite well because I used to have I had artists like watching like Jake's, for instance. I had people like Jake's literally on forums and looking around on like Bristol Facebooks in case someone was trying to sell it. <laughs> it's like oh my gosh. no one found it. It was never it was never <laughs> found. It's probably thrown in the bin or something. But yeah, got one <laughs> stolen. I was on a tour with that sick in 2013. That got stolen mid-tour which is pretty annoying because i had to play like seven shows without the mask and i hate that oh <laughs> hell honest. no you feel naked probably yeah and then i've probably gone for i've got one which i think is missing but it's like in my house or in storage or something so there's three that's from the original mask and then this mask i've got two and i have I've, i mean i've only been wearing this one currently mm-hmm. until until this dies a painful death i have to wear the next one but did it, so you have a backup yeah i have a backup yeah yeah do so you make I the masks three. yourself <laughs> <laughs> no so so these masks uh i cr- i designed it but um these masks are made by a movie studio in, in the uk called pinewood studios they do like harry Ooh. potter and james bond iron man Ooh. star wars <laughs> like yeah so it's oh, wow. the same teams People, yeah. the same teams who do that same teams who do that sort of stuff made this mask and uh yeah they weren't they weren't cheap for what they are but oh no yeah they're well made so yeah <laughs> that's cool interesting <laughs> Um, Maurice Hutsey is asking, what is the most cringe thing a fan has done? Is that even a fair question? Like, even, like, even if it's cringe to me, like, it's someone's, someone's life, man. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I could, I could tell you that um, we have a thing. So before Funt Case, this is the most cringe thing I can remember in terms of before Funt Case. I think it's unfair to say something's cringe when someone might like it, you know? Mm -hmm. I think I might tell you something before I was Funt Case. When I was in a band, um called turnbuckle treachery i was mid-set playing mid-set mid-show guess playing guitar and i was playing and something hit me in the head and fell on the floor and it was a cup of noodles um and it was because i once said on myspace because that's how old it was that i liked this this thing in england called pot noodle which is like kind of like nissin noodles sort of thing Mm -hmm. um and someone apparently won a lifetime supply and they brought one to the show and threw them at me. <laughs> so it hit me in the head and they were just like, yeah. And I was That's like, like throwing tomatoes, maybe? Like, yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> well, no, they were a big fan, but I was oh, just okay. like, why would you throw noodles at me mid-set when I'm trying yeah, to be entertaining? But yeah, were they so, cooked? No, it was just a pot. You have to open it up and pour hot water into it. So yeah. Mm-hmm. That, it yeah. wasn't cringe. It was just the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me, I guess. So. Yeah, that's why. Like, uh, thank you, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But I mean, you could give it to me like after the show, not hit me in the head while I'm trying to be like cool, yeah. and, you know. Points for creativity, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Next one here. So we got two people who literally asked the exact same question, and they're our friends, Austin Childers and Ben. He's on our street team. Mm-hmm. So how often do you wash the mask? <laughs> I get asked this quite a lot, but not not in interviews actually. Um, it depends. It depends. If I'm doing a big run of shows, let's say I play two or three shows a week, mm-hmm. I usually wash it once a week. Okay. And I know it sounds horrendous because I sweat in it. After one show, it smells like there's no there's no getting away from it smelling. To be honest, even when it's washed, people can smell it. It smells fresh to me, but other people are like, Ugh. so it's yeah. your brand, your scent. <laughs> yeah. If I'm doing one show a week. <laughs> And then, uh, like, sometimes I'll wait, like, two, three weeks. I don't know. But it, it kind of, like, it's more when I notice how it smells rather mm-hmm. than, you know. And I go a little bit nose blind, I guess, because I'm used to it. But I am trying. I try not for it to stink because I don't want to go to shows and be like, hey, I'm <laughs> playing after you. Uh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Roscoe, hey, I'm playing after you, man. He's yeah. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> You're known as the smelly <laughs> DJ. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be that guy. So I'm always going to smell. It's obvious. I wear a mask, you know. Every, every mask DJ has a stinky mask, but, yeah. Uh-huh. So it's so machine funny. washable, or is it only hand washable? Yes, you can throw it in a washing machine. That being said, I'm I'm genuinely scared to throw it in a washing machine because I don't want it to shrink. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> just so I hand, I hand wash it in in hand soap in a in a, in a hotel sink every time. Mm-hmm. It takes about two hours to do it because you, when, when you scrub it, I leave it in. I scrub, I squeeze it out, and then always mm-hmm. brown gray shit comes out of it. Yeah, it's obviously my sweat. Ring <laughs> yeah. her out. <laughs> yeah, I ring it out, and then I leave Rinse it fre- when it's when it's been ringed out. I leave it in fresh hot water for a, about an hour so that it just kind of I don't know just simmers, cooks mm-hmm. to death, and gets Boil clean. It. And then I ring out again, and it's usually fine after that. And then I have when I have to dry it, I have to like dab it with to- with towel so it dries out mm-hmm. a little bit. And then I have to use a hairdryer, which takes about thirty minutes. So I'm like, I hate that. <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty the whole miserable, process, but, man. Damn. Yeah, well, yeah, you can make a TikTok out of that. <laughs> I, I actually have. Oh, you have? <laughs> there okay, is, we'll yeah, have there to is check a TikTok out. how to dry a mask. Yeah, yeah, there is one. Yeah. Love that. I have to dig through the archives for that. Yeah, yeah it wouldn't be hard. There's not many TikTok posts <laughs> of mine, so yeah. <laughs> Um, Kamas Music is asking if you have any advice for producers who have big label releases but no booking agent yet. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? When you say big label releases, like, are we talking? Are we talking the biggest? Are we talking Disciple? You know, like if it's if you if you're not getting bookings but you're on big labels, there's one of two things that's happening: one, your music's not resonating, or two, you're not on social media enough. You're not. You haven't mm-hmm. got enough of a presence. I'm glad you so, said that second one. Yeah. Yeah, because the presence, to be honest, it's this is the this is the era we're in. The presence is more important than the music. It just is. It branding mm-hmm. is bigger. You know, Marshmallow's yeah. the Marshmallow's written hits, absolute hits. But I guarantee he could have been a big brand without any hits. He's yeah. so good at branding. He could have just been a guy that doesn't release any music and he'll just be everywhere. He was that good mm-hmm. at branding. So these days branding is more important. So you need to be more of a presence on social media. Um Unless you're someone like Versa who just has a hit and it just yeah. works. <laughs> you know, but his he brand is really t- dynamic too with the construction theme. Yeah, but he has a theme and he has a whole thing. But if you if you watch, he's actually not that much on social media. So right. he's he he's get not getting away with it, but he's surviving quite well with with just doing music and being doing these shows and stuff. But um you mm-hmm. have to be a big brand presence, man. You have to network just by tweeting people and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. So yeah, unless you're Versa, then you have to have a huge social media presence. <laughs> unless, yeah, yeah. I mean, even Alex needs to step up his game, but yeah, in general, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm really glad you said that though, because there's a lot of artists that constantly ask us like, hey, like I have these label releases or I have this collab with this person. And then, you know, yeah. you go on their social media and they're hardly ever posting. So it's like- Yeah, I mean, it, it your isn't, you're, like this is one thing I don't think people realize is that listeners versus ticket buyers is very different. So you mm-hmm. can have someone who sells- pure tickets but their numbers are low on spotify i i generally actually don't have that many spotify listeners i have 92k which obviously you know is good but it's also terrible for my for my level so mm-hmm. um i'm more of a ticket seller so mm-hmm. if you're doing the right moves you're going to be selling tickets that's the ultimate part of what you're doing because we're never in a million years unless you're selling a billion um streams on spotify you're never going to make money off that crap you're just not mm-hmm. um so djing and all that sort of stuff and even things like syncs where you get tracks on like movies and stuff but that's rare to happen. So it has to be from the DJ. And so you have to be a bigger presence for the DJing to happen. So mm-hmm. you could be like, I've got 16 releases on Subsidia, 14 releases on Disciple. You know, I've got a few DFMO, one NSD back in the day. It doesn't mean anything if you're quiet, if you're not in the limelight. You have to be in the limelight. Mm-hmm. And the only way to be in the limelight is to be physically in people's faces on social media. So, yeah. Yeah. Two more points on that too, just before we move on. Number one, it's like, you got to clap for yourself first, right? You got to be your own biggest supporter. And, you know, we always tell the artists that we manage, like the more excited you are about your project, the more excited we're going to get about your project too. Yeah. I mean, the the more excited you are, the the less you'll have chance of things like um, writer's block, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And also, if you're excited, that that drives you to want to do stuff like posting on Instagram constantly and doing stories and stuff. But if you start losing that edge, you'll stop doing the things that that matter in music. So, yeah, yeah good point. Good topic. Yeah, yeah. Social media is always like kind of a. So for some people, I mean, it's kind of interesting because for us, I mean, Dubstep BI wouldn't be where it is without social media, but we have so much fun with it because we're just always posting funny content. We're always elevating up and up and coming artists, you know, and helping them reach new supporters. But then for other people, it's like, oh, like I have to post about the show or I have to do this. And it's kind of like, you sound like you, you dread your project. Like Chrissy Mm -hmm. said, like, you don't sound excited. Like you should change your mindset and say, I get to do this. I get to play the show and I get to post about it. I get to get other people excited about my project. You know, it's just kind of like, there's a lot of different people who have different mindsets when it comes to that, especially social media. But I feel like people that think that way also, they, they're also very um, extrovert in that opinion and it bounces off on other people. And if other people feel that energy from you, they're not going to resonate too. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, because they're like, "Oh, that person's always complaining," or "That yeah, person's exactly, always yeah. negative." Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got you. You have to be a big ball of energy in every sense, even if you're not. You have to be. If you want to be something in this game, you just have to be that. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Next one here, Mister Post Main. When he does that thing with his hand, what is he imagining grabbing? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, "Are you grabbing a titty? Like, what are you doing?" No, it's it's just an angry claw. This was this was a complete like my whole career is an accident. I'm not joking. My music was an accident. I didn't even like dubstep when I first started making it, and it blew up. Like, I was honestly, I was I was into drum and bass only. Doing this, I did this once in a photo shoot, and it became a thing. Um, like, I, my friend dared me to wear the mask on my first ever dubstep set. Um, and it just stuck like it, you're glad like, he did yeah i mean yeah fuck yeah because you know branding <laughs> is the hardest thing in the world so having something like this is much easier so but it's not there's no grabbing it. it's kind of like it's just <laughs> ah. <laughs> it's like how the music makes you feel you know it's like ah. it's there we go anger, screen you know, grab that it's that sort of like angry claw thing like oh this music makes me feel like this you know that's what it is <laughs> yeah. there's no booby no ass piss me off the booby. yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. Piss me off. exactly yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no. I'm not grabbing anything. I can grab anything you want. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be anything. You can Photoshop a booty generative in there AI Photoshop. Better. Yeah, exactly. Let's yeah. see what there Photoshop puts in there. Put an asshole in that hand right there. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, was in your origination of Funk Case? Like you switched the F and the C. Yes, that's that's something that people watching this, if you if you post this, will be like, what? The, no, really? People ask me. They're like, people will be like at parties, and they'll be like. I'm having an argument with someone. I don't think it's true. Is it true? Like, is it cunt face? I'm like, yes, it is. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> For the record. But it was all For part the of the whole, it was all part of the whole, like my career being a joke thing. Like it was like, not a joke, like a, like a coincidence. It was yeah. like, cause I was drumming bass. I was trying to be DJ Dose back then. When I was creating a dubstep artist name, I only made dub plates for my friend who had a dubstep radio show. Uh, and I wasn't really into dubstep. He said, can you make me some dub plates just for fun for my show? So I made... Gorilla Flex, Sovex, 50 Caliber, and some other tracks for him and gave them to him at his radio show and it popped off. And he was like, mate, these are going, these are banging off. Like, you need to upload them. So I had to make <laughs> a dubstep name. Like, and I was making up jokey names. There was Billy Sastard, which is silly bastard. <laughs> um, Hick Dead, which is Dickhead. And then there's Funk Case. And I had to choose one of those three just because I, I was like, I'm not going to do dubstep, am I? So I might as well just make a jokey name. Yeah. I stuck with Funk Case. <laughs> so yeah. That's funny. Look it's what happens thing, when though, you man. say yes. I mean, it's a good thing because you can Google it and the only thing you'll find is me. Mm-hmm. 
Super unique. No one else has that name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also it's spelled with an S on case for saying as you as you like spelling as you hear it rather than mm-hmm. if it was F if it was font with a, a font case and then C, like C A C E, it would be fun. Mm-hmm. People would say, is it case or cake? Font case. Or font yeah, case. Font case. Like, you know, they wouldn't they would font never case. say it in the right way. So you say font case because you read it that way, therefore it becomes mm-hmm. a name. So it's kind of There you go. Well, this is a good question from Concentrate Stubbs, who you know. Oh, God, my dude. <laughs> he yeah. is really curious. Right. How did you create the IHOP sauce? And can you please tell us the ingredients? I can't tell you these things, man. This is the secrets, man. The secret IHOP sauce. You can't you can't know these things. IHOP is like my IHOP is my thing. Like when I first came to America in 2011, a friend of mine in LA took me to IHOP. And I was like mind blown. I was like, there's a place for pancakes? <laughs> We don't have this in England. It's not a thing. So I was like, mind blown. Pancakes? What? So I used to go there all the time. I, I mean, I like IHOP. I'm not, I'm never, I, know, I don't go there constantly, but it's like a thing I like doing. And then mm-hmm. pe- but people are always like, oh, there's way better places to go and stuff. So they're always trying to like go to Anne's Cafe on 5th and, and Retro or whatever. You know, like they're always <laughs> trying to convince me, but I just like IHOP. It's the McDonald's of pancakes, isn't it? So You don't like Waffle House? So I went to Waffle House. I was taking a Waffle House in 2011 with with uh, mem- do you remember Bear Bear, the artist Bear A R E. Yeah, he's an old. He's like an oh. old dubstep artist. He like mm-hmm. went to Traffen House, I think. But it, like I went with him and a bunch of other artists, and they took me there. And I went, and I was like, oh yeah, these waffles are good. Then someone fed me grits. Oh, and yeah. I have no idea what the fuck grits was. So I was like, sure, why not? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> horrendous. I didn't Ooh. like it at all. No, I'm not a fan of grits. So that was that kind of put me off Waffle House. So, yeah. Ooh, some people are going to come after you after hearing this. Hey, you can enjoy your grits. It's no, you know, we're grits lovers out here. <laughs> you you just pissed off the entire American South. <laughs> yeah, don't piss me off, America. <laughs> yeah, DPMO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a reason why there's a huge obesity problem out here. Yeah. All these chains. Apple well, it's funny you mention that because there's some stuff in England that's been banned that's still in America. Like there's American foods which are banned in England. So Jolly Ranchers are banned. Jolly Ranchers banned. What? Yeah, Jolly Ranchers got banned because of all the crap in the in the sweets in the candy. Uh-huh. Sorry, Mountain Dew got banned, and then we got we've got it back, but it's completely not at all not what what it is in America. American Mountain Dew is they the changed up the ingredients. Yeah, because our food laws are quite strict, and America's is like, sure, you can eat shit. Yeah, have you can eat this you red like. dye. You can literally have cockroach pancakes. Have it? Yeah. Why not? You know, so <laughs> they're yeah, like so jokes the food... on you, fat asses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we're missing a lot of stuff. Like we uh, Lucky Charms, look at the cereal. I could see it. I mean, how do you make sugar. those marshmallows? Those are not organic. Like, it's pure sugar, man. It's pure sugar. Processed. So we don't. It's way too much sugar in Mountain Dew and Jolly Ranchers and Lucky Charms. So we don't have that sort of stuff. So and it's not even like real sugar. It's like lab sugar. It's like glu- yeah. like sucrose, usos, whatever. It, is it corn? What, what's that? With the, that thing that Americans put in it? Is it corn syrup? Or I don't know. There's fructose, high fructose Fru- corn syrup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we don't have that in England. That's not a thing. Like that's crazy. It's in <laughs> it's everything crazy, guys. here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, I guess blessed. that's one part of the problem in America, isn't it? That, that yeah. Those ingredients. Yeah, no, it's getting out of hand over here, but... Dubstep foods. <laughs> that's it. I'm going vegan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Jalen Evans, he's on our street team as well. He's, he asks, I know it's an old song, but what is the creative process for without? Oh, yeah. People, are, people, people have asked me this, but there wasn't really a creative process. It was like... It, it was... Oh, God. These things happen in my career that's like a coincidence. Mm-hmm. So I write all manners of music, right? And I was and at the time of writing, at the time of starting the drop to without, I was I was doing the remix to the Marilyn Manson Beautiful People. 
track that I was doing. Um, I was trying to work out a switch and I made this bass and the bass from without, from without is the bass that I was, I just weirdly made in this track. And then I played this riff on the keyboard and I was like, oh, that's cool. I'll just, I'll lay this down. So I put it in a new project and put the dr same drums from the Beautiful People remix in it. And I was like, cool. And I just left it. And then like, honestly, like a year went past and I hadn't, I hadn't touched it. And I was writing other music. I always write a, a whole myriad of different types of music. I do like pop music and stuff just for fun. I don't give it to anyone. And then like, so the intro to Without was like a sad pop thing I'd made. Uh, and I just wrote those chords and played it. And then I'd save that. And then one day I was making, um, no, I was going through my Dropbox or something and I found the drop to Without. I was like, oh, I should do, try and do something with this, I guess. And then I couldn't really work out an intro. And then I'd found the intro that I'd made from the sad pop song with like a splice vocal. It called it was called Rain, actually. And then I'd put that on the drop and I was like, oh, cool. And then from there, it was like without, which was, was made, but it was like two different things merged together and just happened and worked. So, yeah. Yeah, now it's like one of your most popular songs here. Crazy it, how I literally, happens. Dude, literally <laughs> just before we started this interview, I tweeted, without is about to surpass Borg. Dude. on spotify <laughs> yeah those crazy. are some numbers right there how big Borg was back in the day like that's crazy to me so yeah I'm you happy. got some commas and also if people <laughs> don't know this as well this is um uh danny poppet the singer on without is the singer from gold by elenium and excision no uh, way shallows. she's the oh. singer from shallows so shallows that's was cool. her band how did so, i not put two and two together it was, oh, I so see she it, yeah. left shallows there was a whole thing with her manager and stuff but she left shallows and did started doing her own project now she's a songwriter but she's the singer for gold so when i was trying to find singers for without i'd i think i'd asked um what's that uh nev or neve mm -hmm. i know who you're talking about so so i tried to do something with her and then i think i said someone else and then danny poffett was the other one but i couldn't work out who danny poffett was i just said oh, i wanted the singer from gold yeah. <laughs> so my management did some research and found out that she's yeah so Sick. yeah man it worked out amazing yeah who knew all right last one here unimaginable music one what motivates you to do what you do at the level you perform um i'm an entertainer at heart that's my my main go-to um i've always been an entertainer i always love making people smile i've always loved seeing uh, big reactions in crowds for my own happiness really i think it's making other people happy makes me happy so i think that's where it stems from so because i still get good crowd reactions and still, you know, people still say they're happy with what I'm doing and they love what I do. Mm -hmm. That drives me to keep going, I guess. I mean, that's not, you know, I've never been asked that question in that way, but I think that is probably the answer to it. I think that's, if you're a therapist, that's what I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Other people happy makes me happy. That drives me to keep going. Yeah. At the level that you do it. <laughs> yes. I don't know what the level part is, but yeah. <laughs> that's like your Ted talk right there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, those are some great questions. Thanks to everyone who submitted. Mm. Um, oh, so yeah. we're moving into the lightning round, dude. These are going to be quick. You can just spit out your answers. <clears throat> we're just going to plow through eight of them. Boom, let's go. <laughs> Mac or PC? PC. I used to be Mac, but PC is just better for gaming. I'm a big gamer. Okay, but what games do you like? Um, right now, I play a lot of Rocket League or League of Legends, unfortunately. <laughs> My sanity. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm a PC girl as well. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm on that M2 MacBook life. I mean, MacBook is incredible, and the and the laptops are incredible, and the M2 is amazing, and the battery life is unrivaled. But man, it's mm. so annoying to fix. If there's a problem, you don't know what the fuck to do. There's like 700 forums for one fix. 
it's just Windows is so easy to fix and it's just better in gaming. So yeah. True that. All right. What's the strangest venue you've ever performed at? That you can remember. Strangest. Strangest. <laughs> People always ask me what's the coolest venue. Strangest. Like phase one told us that he played in a jail one time. Did he? Yeah, yeah. in Australia. Was he in, Australia. in jail at the time at the same time? As well? I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> DJ phase one. Strangest. <laughs> During I guess, lunch. I, guess, I don't know about strange. I'm sure I've played in a lot of strange places. But what, I think the, oh, I don't know offhand. The coolest is like a Coliseum in Rome. In uh, Romania. In a Coliseum in Romania. Yeah. I, I guess that's strange. That is strange. Uh, I think Red Rocks is kind of a strange venue, do you not think? I mean, it's cool as fuck, but it's mm-hmm. pretty strange how perfect it is for what it is, you know? It doesn't I make know. sense. I always question how those rocks formed, like underwater with just sand randomly landing like that. I mean, for it to be like perfect, I mean, I don't know if it's been humanly done, but for them to be so perfectly acoustically made in that way, for people mm-hmm. to just stand and be like, the sound is just contained, like, is that aliens or is that us? Or was it, did mm-hmm. it just happen? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, see, we're going to have to drive down there and investigate. <sighs> Please do. Yeah. I mean, oh, well, yeah, especially the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you signed your name down there in the tunnel? I have. Me and Cookie signed it in 2018, I believe. Aww, so yeah, we're wow. there. We're there. We're on the stairs. Good shit. Forever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn straight. Um, who are your producer best friends? Best friends. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Sweet Tooth. Well, my, as much as I hate him, Sweet Tooth, I guess, is one of my best mates. Versa is, I guess, one of my best mates. If you're talking like, okay, so there's two different types of best mates. There's like producer best mates. <clears throat> who you produce with and speak to on Discord and show, show show tracks to. And there's producer mates who are producers, but you just hang out all the time as mates. So like Sweet Tooth's like, we do music stuff as well, but we generally play games together and hang out. Uh, mm-hmm. Murder is one of my good mates as well. Versa, of course. Um, I mean, all my boys on DPMO, man, they're all family. So as much as cringe as it might sound, they literally are family and I, and I make sure that that's the case. So mm-hmm. I guess all my DPMO boys as well. Love it. There's so many people. <laughs> so yeah, and the also world, yeah. I, uh, also a promo- uh, producer called Joker. Okay, he's an old school producer. He wrote a, a really big track called Tron. If you know about Joker, that's one of my best friends in music as well. So yeah, and I'm still friends with Rusko. There's, there's loads of old school guys I'm still friends with. Yeah, I'm just friends with everyone, man. That's what I like. Hell yeah! Shout out to all those guys. <laughs> what is one <laughs> country that you want to play in that you haven't yet? I've never played. Um, Oh, it used to be Mexico, but I played there for Jessica Waterfred's event. Ooh. I've only ever played Mexico once, though. Oh, yeah, Madhouse. My entire career. Mexico's amazing. That was amazing. Yeah. I actually fucking love that so much. And the people were amazing. Where else? Where else? Where have I not played? Oh, I, it used to be Japan. That happened already. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't play sick. Korea. I think it's a case of like, I want to play there because I think it would be cool and different because I've played in so many countries, weird countries. I think have you played like in like Thailand? Go... No, I haven't played Thailand. I actually haven't played Thailand. I haven't played Thailand or Korea. Okay. South Korea, no, please. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, North Korea, maybe you'd be <laughs> stuck there, dude. Yeah, hit me up, Kim. Let's go. Yeah, Kim. Um, yeah, no, I, I guess I guess some of those places, because I'm, I'm a big fan of Asia. I've got a Japanese tattoo on the side of my neck. I don't know if you can see that. There's a Japanese yeah. tattoo on the side of my neck. It's in Japanese. I'm a big, a big fan of Asia in general, really, just the culture and Mm-hmm. what they're about um i've played in so many weird places where am i not i'd like to play in somewhere like sweden or denmark because i'd love to just yeah. go there you know yeah I've, I've played in finland that was that was once that was a weird thing Ooh, but, finland 
Yeah, it was snowy as hell, but they got on mm-hmm. with it. It was like three feet of snow and they were just living life. Like, it's just they like thrive in those conditions. That's what I'm saying, dude. They just live in it. So they're just about it. But yeah. I Dog guess. sled to the rave. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that should be a thing. We should do that. <laughs> that would we be cool. We should do a rave on the bottom of the hill. And to get in, you have to you have to park at the top of the hill and then sled down to the festival. Ooh, we yeah. could do that in Colorado. Yeah. Oh, Copper Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> go to the top of Copper Mountain and then meet us at the bottom for a festival. Ooh, go. now we're talking. Yeah. They pretty much have that at Tomorrowland Winter, but you ski or snowboard to really? the stages. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I think there's another, th- I think there's a, like, I just think there's a few winter things like snow, snow bang or snow blind or something. I don't know. Some, oh, yeah. Some well, events. then there's X Games too, which is actually on the resort. Oh, right. Crazy. Yeah. 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 There we go. There's snow globe. Yeah. Disco Donnie, Insomniac, or you guys, make sure you let us know. Let's do a winter festival where we have to slide down to the stage. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're going to hit them up after this. Yeah. yeah do it. Better make this happen or you're arrested. <laughs> True. Um, what's the most embarrassing thing that's happened to you on stage? Embarrassing. I've tripped over a lot, but I trip over a lot because I can't see. Because, <laughs> like, these. <laughs> that's these... Fair. This is like yeah. looking through tights, but like when it's a dark club, these go almost black. So you can't really <laughs> see a lot. So I think I've like, there is a video. It's not embarrassing to me because I know it wasn't embarrassing, but it's embarrassing because people think a different thing of what happened. So I played in Rampage in 2020 during COVID in Germany. Mm-hmm. And the stage was um, constantly spinning, but it was constantly rotating on a plinth. So you're on stage and it was an arena. And obviously because it was COVID, they had to be separate. So everyone was stood in these little separate areas in this massive like surrounding arena. And you're on a spinning plate. And I was like, I dropped my first track. And, and bear in mind, this is my first first gig since like the start of 2020. Mm-hmm. Or this might have even been 21. I don't know. But it was like a year since I played a show. So I was like super hyped. So I dropped my first track, I went nuts. And my heel hit the back of a monitor and I fell over. People think I fell over because I hit myself in the head with my knee, but I didn't because I definitely didn't knee myself in the head. But I did a jump. I went like this and I jumped down. And as I jumped down, I sort of fell backwards and then I fell over the monitor. But people think I need myself in the head. So oh people, my God. Think, people think I need, I, I like knocked myself out. <laughs> so, Your high knees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I wasn't, I didn't, do, I didn't hit myself and people were going to argue with it. I know what happened. I fell over the monitor. You can see, but yeah, people think I hit myself in the head. So that's pretty embarrassing. But Ooh, we're going to have to get that and slow it down in slow mo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Open up a case file on this. Yeah. Oh, man. No. You didn't no. fall off the platform, though, did you? No, no, no. Platform is huge. That was weird, though, because every time you DJ, you look off and you're looking at a different section of the arena, different crowd. It's very strange. Like a mindfuck, yeah. Yeah, so weird. (laughs) All right, next one here. What is your pre-show routine? Stretch. It's fuck. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have to (laughs) stretch or I'm fucking tense for a week, (laughs) at least. I'm so dead. I have to stretch my neck, my arms, my shoulders. Um, Yeah, so. And also, uh, 10 minutes before I go on, um, I put the mask on and I kind of, get into front case mode because i'm not mm-hmm. james this is not the same <laughs> as, I, as i am in here you're speaking to james with a front case mask on right now when i'm on stage it's like an entertainment mode mm-hmm. switching personalities so yeah i have to get into the zone like 10 minutes beforehand yeah mental reset yeah pretty much <laughs> who are some upcoming artists you think deserve more recognition oh god there's so many there's so many I have like I have my drop I have a Dropbox of tracks that I'm trying to sign um, for the future, and there's so many artists. Who do I think needs more recognition? Who do I think? I think the resurgence of Murder should mm-hmm. be should be noted, and I know he's a known artist, but I feel like he's been away for nearly four years. The guy's like mm-hmm. he he just dis- he disappeared for 
personal reasons, but he's been away for mm-hmm. so long and he's back. And I think he needs to be heavily noted that he's back because he's probably writing some of the best music I've ever heard from him right now, like yeah. actually. And he just writes every track is ridiculous. So Ooh, I might have to do a feature on him. Yeah, honestly. I'll get uh, again, I can pick <laughs> you guys up. No problem. I actually was um, going to meet yeah. up with him when I was in London this summer. Oh, but it really? felt Yeah, we were going to meet up. But oh, next time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know who does this? Uh, I know he, again, he's another known name. Um, just off the top of the head, Akira needs to mm-hmm. be. Needs yeah. one FK, like he needs to be out and doing stuff. I've been right hearing now, that name a lot more recently. He, yeah. I mean, he writes some bangers, but he's just not out in America. So he's not really getting the shine, which is a struggle. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Oh, Joe B. <laughs> People know about Joe B, but yeah. people also don't know about Joe B. Joe B I, or Job, something some people think it's called. I know the name, but I don't know the music. Oh, he's ridiculous. Blank Space. People know about Blank Space. Blank as well. Space is the homie. But he's he's so talented, dude. He needs to be involved. Uh, Autumn Hate is now starting to get some shine. I would have said him, but people mm-hmm. are starting to know about him now. <laughs> Mad Dubs is now out in America. He's yes. playing in Denver this weekend. Oh, is he? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Jacuzzi and Sisto, my boys, they're all they're also coming up on DPMO. I mean, Sisto's released, but Jacuzzi's about to. Yeah. So, I yeah, I mean, there's oh, man, there's so there's so many names, but I can't. I think they're all kind of scattered on my computer, so I can't, I can't really find Claybrook. Look, look out for Claybrook. Ooh, okay, that's the uh, one you Clay, mentioned at the beginning, right? Or yeah, Clay, Clay yeah. like the the rock, and then Brook like B R O O K Claybrook. He writes. Um, they call it UKG. I don't know if you know. Yeah. What that is. Mm-hmm. Okay, he writes yeah. UKG 4-4 star stuff but he also writes really cool dubstep there's a track he released for free called Stone Cold Dub go and listen to that it's fucking amazing Ooh. Infect's like playing the shit out of it right now on it adding it to the um, queue yeah yes exactly I don't even know if it's on Spotify though but I know he released it for free maybe selling it SoundCloud? yeah I'm not seeing it on Spotify yeah Stone Cold Stone Cold Dub by uh, Claybrook Infect is like playing it like massively Murder's playing it too in his sets if Infect like, plays it it's good enough for me yeah exactly exactly <laughs> I should be on a t-shirt. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, those are those are some names. I mean, there's, oh, that's that's not so lightning because I've got so many names to be involved with. But yeah, you'll, you'll start seeing these names on DFMO. Don't you worry about that. Yeah. Also, Hamro. Hamro. Shout out for my boy Hamro. Yes. So good. We actually saw Hamro back to back blank space at summoning a couple of weeks ago. Hey, there you go. The DFMO mm-hmm. family right there. In the cave. Yeah. Yeah. It was lit. Definitely going to arrest Hamro. I need to be at a summoning, man. I, I, I feel like I fit that that general, like... You didn't uh, play it already last year? I've never played a summoning, no. Oh, it was there. really fun. I feel like I, I deserve to be there just because of my look. Like, I feel like I fit in that in that festival, you know? So, Completely. Put me in a cave, man, and let's go. <laughs> All right, Danny, put, put this guy in a cave now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're we'll we'll arrested on death. <laughs> oh, he's on the most wanted list for sure. Oh, damn, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. We know he's up to something. <laughs> All right. Well, this is our toughest question. I'm sure you know what to expect here. Oh God. Fuck, Mary, kill. Oh no. No. No, I remember this. Wait. Who didn't phase one? Right. Didn't you say funk case to phase one or something? I yep. think so. Oh, I think he said marry or something. I don't know. It was a good thing. Yeah. I'm so happy. Yeah. <laughs> we had this conversation, you know, are you gonna be a good cook, you know, like good husband? So Right. I know everyone pretty well, so this this will be quite a detailed front character. So fuck, yeah, avoid. We got three people here, so it's gonna be a tough one. So again, fuck, Mary, kill, sweet tooth, murder, versa. Oh shit. Kill sweet tooth because he annoys the hell out of me. I love you, but you know, you, right. know you annoy me. Bye, uh, Devin. No. <laughs> um <laughs> Fuck Versa. 
because right. that's my boy. But Murder is the most lovable man you've ever met in your fucking life. <laughs> He's the Aww. softest soul, so you have to marry him. So yeah, Aww. it has to be that. Uh, like only, and it's only because like they're all all three of those guys are my, my good friends. So Devin's annoying as hell, so you can get a, you can get a kill. <laughs> Bursar is my boy, but he's also slightly annoying, so you can get a fucking murder is the loveliest man ever. So there you go. Murder is also a fellow UK boy. He is. He is. Keeping yeah. it in the fam. Yeah, he's literally like 40 minute drive down from where I live. He's not, not too oh, far. Oh, wow. So, yeah. yeah, Chrissy and I are going to try and make it out to Rampage next year. Oh, are you? Be like July. It's in July, yeah. right? Uh, I don't know. Open air. Or... <laughs> I almost feel like you're trying to pry some information out of me that I'm not supposed to pry. <laughs> Oh, You're you know what date it is, right? What's the exact date that <laughs> yeah. you might be playing? No, yeah, what's the exact date? <laughs> I mean, open air is usually during July, and I don't know mm-hmm. when the main arena one is. I think it's usually it's March, April, April time or February yeah. sometimes. Yeah, I saw so, them announcing stuff for that. Uh, okay, yeah. So I don't, I don't know to any. I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know anything because I haven't been. And there's, um, there's one I out here in the any, US. I've got a calendar, so I am on my phone. I literally couldn't <laughs> see my phone because it's black. On my phone, I have a calendar of all my shows, and usually I have. If something's coming up, it'll be TBC in my calendar. There's nothing for Rampage anyway. So that doesn't mean okay. I'm not playing it. It just means that we don't know anything yet. So mm-hmm. yeah. not solidified. That's yes. So I have to just put that out there. <laughs> for the record. Yeah. All right. All right. Yes. Cool. Well, we know there's one coming out here in the US, Rampage. So that's true. I actually knew about mm-hmm. this a year ago. He told me he was planning mm-hmm. to do it. So it's good. It's good to see it being uh, formulated. So it's it'll a be big interesting deal. to see because I've seen quite a lot of people say they don't want Rampage in America. They want to keep it as a European thing. I don't know why, but. I think it depends. Like it'll be received differently depending on if they do D and B or dubstep or rhythm. Yeah. Like depending on what kind of music. I mean, they they switch it up. They have uh, all kinds of music there. But I think mm-hmm. drum and bass right now is having a little a little moment. I think so. Couldn't might, yeah. might be a good timing to be honest. We shall see. <laughs> cool. Well, that concludes the lightning round. <laughs> That's it. You survived. Barely. I wonder how upset Devin is right now. <laughs> oh, he'll be he's hearing like about this. Like, bruh, oh, I fucking hate he's, you. He's going to take to Twitter. You better be ready. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He does like his Twitter. His Sorry, he's going to raise hell, but don't worry. Yeah. I'll, I'll take good care of him yeah, when I go to Apocalypse. Out, get the cuffs out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to arrest him for sure. And we <laughs> also challenged him that he has to double every single drop, basically. So fucking mm-hmm. hell. All right. He almost worth. did it at something. We actually arrested him because he didn't double every drop. He missed three. He missed three. Yeah, what? he didn't drop. So I think double three. I, I do. I think I do about five doubles in my set, and I think I go through nearly fifty tracks in a set. So he's going to be playing quite a lot of music in that set. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, you he's gladly you're accepting wearing the him challenge. Out. You're wearing him out early. He's going to be dead by you know in two years. I thought. Time. I thought he liked working out though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. It's Different for his own good. Yeah. yeah. We should get him to do squats on stage while he DJs. Down, <laughs> yes, with weights and shit. Yeah. We need to get him like a trampoline or something because he's always jumping. So I feel like mm-hmm. it'd be hilarious for him to like jump really high. Dude, he would get extra high knees if he's on a trampoline. Yeah. He'd be like, like his legs would go way beyond the CDJs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That'd be so weird. That's so funny. Have you seen, actually, wait, have you seen that video of Michael Jackson doing the Super Bowl in like the early 90s? No. And he comes out no. of like this. <laughs> I think uh, P- is it Psy, PSY, the guy who did Gangnam Style? He did. There's a video of him jumping on this platform that like fires through the middle of a stage and he jumps oh, yeah. up the air. Here we go. Obviously the platform pushes him and he jumps. So maybe that's a thing Sweet Tooth could do just to get high knees <laughs> on the stage. That would be some good content right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have any last things to say for our audience? Um, go listen to my new fucking EP, you bastards. It's called... Um, What's it called? I don't know what it's called. <laughs> yeah, it's called Next Chapter Part Two. Uh, it's the follow-up EP from with uh, the one without was on. 
Um, there's a track on there called uh, Save Yourself, which is like the follow-up to Without, which is with Leah Culver. Here we go, I see it. Have a lovely listen. There's also some really aggressive Angry Dove stuff on it. One drum and bass track and one bass, bass house track on it. Go fucking listen to my shitty music and then I'll see you on stage. <laughs>